Sentence starter. This half term, I'm going to describe what you are doing this half term and underline all the descriptive words and phrases that you use. Just one hour to go until I am catching a plane and going skiing. <laughs> the work on the interactive whiteboard suggests Miss Kimball isn't taking this lesson very seriously. Who can blame her? We're about to break up for half term, and there's a very relaxed atmosphere in the room. Music is playing. Pens and rubbers are flying around, and everyone is chatting. Miss Kimball is frantically tidying her desk because, as she keeps telling us, she has a plane to catch, and my sister is plaiting Harriet Scott's hair. No one is doing any work, except me. I pick up my pen and start to write. Miss Kimball isn't the only one going somewhere exciting this holiday. This half term, I'm going to visit the land of Raw with my twin sister, Rose. We're not sure exactly where Raw is, but to get there, we have to crawl through an ancient, rusty, folding camp bed in our granddad's attic. The camp bed isn't a glamorous portal to a fantasy world, but it works, and that's what matters. Once we've arrived in Raw, we'll hang out with my best friend, Wininja. Win is as stealthy as a fox, as flexible as a rubber band, and as magical as a wand, because he is half ninja and half wizard. After we've explored Raw, we will fly a dragon. Flying a dragon is cooler than a slushy, although their bodies feel as hot as an oven. At some point, we will visit the crow's nest, which is this terrifying castle in the middle of the sea. A gang of wild girls live there, but it used to belong to our nemesis, Crokey. Crokey is a total villain. He's also as clever as a crow and creepy as a scarecrow. This is because he's a scarecrow with crow wings. Although his wings might not be working right now, because last time we were in Raw, a dragon set fire to them. Long story. I'm also looking forward to swimming with some heavily tattooed merfolk. The only reason I'm doing this work is to distract me, because I'm desperate for the bell to ring. When it does, I'm going to zoom round to Grandad's as fast as a cheetah, and then the adventure will begin. Arthur, what are you doing? I look up to see my sister standing over me. What? I say, covering my work. Miss Kimball's never going to market, is she? She's going skiing. Rose slips into the seat next to me and puts a cake tin on the desk. Yes, but what if someone else reads it? They'll think you're crazy. I grin. But I'm not, am I, Rose? We're actually going back to Raw. Today. Shh. She looks around to make sure no one's listening. My sister hates talking about Raw at school, but right now I'm too excited to follow her rules. Rose, this evening we could be flying a dragon. She can't help herself. She has to smile. I know. I just wish we could be there right now. She says these words with such passion that I'm surprised. Like me, Rose loves Raw, but she also loves it here at Langdon Academy. We've only just started but she's already got this massive gang of friends who she hangs out with all day, and then all night via her phone. By contrast, I've made one friend, Adam Zeng. He's great, but right now he's having his tonsils out, which is why I'm sitting on my own. When we get to Raw, what do you want to do first? I say. Rose looks at me like I'm stupid. Go and see Mitch, of course. If Wynne is my best friend in Raw, then Mitch is Rose's. She's a merwitch who lives on her very own island, but the last time we were there, 
we discovered she'd gone missing. Just before we left, we saw something swimming in the sea, and Rose was convinced it was Mitch, but really it could have been anything. So I say, Rose, you know Mitch might not be back yet. She hugs the cake tin to her. She has to be. Mitch disappeared because I forgot about her, but I can remember her so clearly now. Her webbed fingers, her tattoos, her hair. It was bright blue. The colour of bubblegum ice cream, I say. She smiles. Exactly. But, Rose, if Mitch isn't back, there are loads of other amazing things we can do. She shakes her head stubbornly. No, I only want to see Mitch. I've got so much to tell her. Then she glances across the room at her new friends. They gathered round Harriet Scott, the loudest of the group, who is saying something so shocking the other girls' mouths are hanging open. Rose's gang look identical, and not just because of their gaping mouths. They're all wearing their ties short and chubby, and their socks pulled up high, and every one of them, including Rose, has their hair in one long plait. Rose say they do all this matching stuff to show what good friends they are. Rose's fingers drum on the cake tin. That's another way they show what good friends they are. By baking. Can I have a cake? I say. Rose opens the tin, revealing rows of perfect cupcakes. Each one has a different emoji face iced on it. Sorry, I've not got enough. Suddenly, Harriet's voice rings out across the classroom. Rose! Come here! We want to show you something! Rose hesitates. I guess she doesn't want to leave me on my own. I'm fine, I say, and she gives me a grateful smile before shooting off. I look at my watch. Just six minutes to go. My heart squeezes with excitement. I'm not sure how much more of this I can take. In front of me, Tarek bends over his bag and shoves half an egg sandwich in his mouth. We're breaking up at lunchtime, but obviously he can't wait. The eggy smell drifts over me, and I shut my eyes and breathe it in. Dragons, I think. And in a flash, I'm back in roar, flying high over the bottomless ocean on Vlad. Waves crash below us, and Vlad sends a jet of fire rolling towards me along with the smell of sulfur. Something hits my head, and I open my eyes to see a rubber sitting on the desk. From across the room, Harriet calls out. Sorry, Arthur, I was aiming for Tarek. Miss Kimball looks up and realises that her classroom has descended into chaos. Right, she says, clapping her hands. Who'd like to share one of their descriptive sentences with the class? Everyone falls quiet, even Harriet. Then like a dragon sighting its prey, Miss Kimball's eyes lock onto me. Arthur Trout, let's hear one of yours. Um, I swallow and desperately try to find a sentence that doesn't involve anything magical. I'm also looking forward to swimming, I read, skipping the bit about heavily tattooed merfolk. Miss Kimball frowns. Well, it's a sentence, but I wouldn't exactly call it descriptive. Let's have another one. Rose turns and shoots massive evils in my direction. I'm seconds away from the end of term, and I'm about to get into trouble. Ah, I say. And then quite literally, I'm saved by the bell. 
The classroom erupts with noise as chairs are scraped back, books are stuffed into bags and coats are pulled on. Take your work home with you, shouts Miss Kimball as she rushes towards the door. You can finish it during half term while I'm skiing. I crumple up my piece of paper and stuff it in my pocket. I don't need to write about Raw because finally, after weeks of planning and waiting and dreaming, I'm going back.